Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. And we're back. A little later than I intended, but what's new, right? Actually, there's a lot new. We've got a ton of stuff to go over, and a lot of it's UBI. But I think we need to finish up with Afghanistan first. I'll do a back-to-back -back episode tomorrow for concise coverage of the rest. Brevity always goes well for me, right? Quick shout-out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of Humanity First and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. The evacuation at the Kabul airport has proceeded without much violence as the ceasefire is holding. The Taliban appear to be preventing some civilians from reaching the airport, unsurprisingly. The U.S. flew 11,000 Afghans out just today. 42,000 in total have been evacuated in the last month, but many U.S. collaborators will be left behind. Biden has now given a lot of remarks on the Afghanistan withdrawal. He has not backed down at all on his decision. He's basically said it was always going to be chaotic, and he made the choice to end it. The administration is currently deciding whether to adhere to a full retreat by August 31st or not. The Taliban have threatened violence if we stay. Foreign policy isn't the focus of this podcast, so I won't be following this closely, but I'll wrap up my own thoughts today. We went in to get revenge on Bin Laden for 9-11. Then politicians morphed it into a peacekeeping occupation, then it became nation-building, then a 20-year-long con on everyone, aside from those making money off of it. The war on terror was never winnable, which is why I never supported it. The Taliban are stronger than ever. Creating a thriving democracy was never going to happen. Everyone from the Romans to the Russians have tried to reform Afghanistan and failed just as we did. Those decades of occupation accomplished nothing of permanence, aside from funneling a ton of resources to corrupt officials who happily embezzled it. Bush let us into the war, Obama promised to get us out, Trump promised to get us out, they had plenty of opportunity and time to do so, they did not. Either they were convinced by the endless war proponents, or they knew this would be the result and did not want to take the heat for it. The sad reality is there's less blowback for just continuing the status quo than for taking action, even if it's the action the people want. Unlike most, I'm willing to admit what I do not know. I'm sure things could have been done better in the withdrawal, because that can be said for any operation, but I don't know what that would be. The obvious answers that people throw around are anything but. For instance, the most common is that we should have evacuated everyone before pulling our soldiers out. Sounds reasonable, until you think a little further. Before we pulled out, everyone knew the Taliban would almost certainly take the country, but also thought it would take weeks or months. The Afghan army was weak from being poorly equipped, serving an overtly corrupt government, and low morale. They lacked the purpose, resources, and will to fight. What happens to their morale when the U.S. starts evacuating everyone? It's a giant red flag saying we have no confidence in them and the battle is already lost. Morale plummets and the Taliban take over that much faster. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or so we would have thought at the time, it turns out that morale was already as low as it could possibly be. So I definitely say there's some blame to go around in the intelligence community. Even Biden being honest about the odds of the government holding out would have had the same effect. We couldn't do much of anything in advance without undermining our allies and hastening the Taliban's victory. That was the reality, as far as we know. Not a simple situation. And trying to reassert control during the evacuation would lead us right back into the occupation mode. 
it's fine for people to say that they'd have made different choices, but be informed and think through the consequences first. Productive criticism is good, but I'm sick of people spouting ignorant opinions on subjects they know nothing about, ignoring all the complexities, pretending there's an obvious solution, and soaking it in political propaganda. It's Israel-Palestine all over again, and it seems to be 95% of the mainstream punditry right now. That shouldn't be surprising. The media have been suffering a major viewer loss since Trump, with all his drama, left the White House. They need something for people to be outraged about to boost their revenue, fair or not. Biden inherited a 20-year occupation that the American people overwhelmingly disapproved of. He inherited a withdrawal timeline, a lot of ceded territory, and visa restrictions from Trump, and he decided to do what his predecessors were too afraid to do, execute the will of the people who elected him, knowing it would be ugly. I find that respectable. And the results are ugly. We're retreating in shame from a failed war and leaving the country to be ruled by the same terrorists who ruled it before we got involved. The people there are going to suffer terrible injustices, especially women and anyone who was working with us. It's horrific, but we weren't changing that outcome short of going against the wishes of the American people by staying there forever. Biden did not get us into this war. He executed our collective will to get out, as he was elected to do, and we cannot foist our guilt upon him. We all have to live with this. If you want more on Afghanistan, I recommend Crystal and Sauger's Breaking Points podcast. They have addressed it in great detail. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Tune back in tomorrow for a bag of goodies, which will be far more pleasant than this. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.